0: Okay, fasten your seatbelts because this one's going to be a ride, and I mean that, a ride. Here's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to read you a journal article title. I never do this, but I think we should talk about this one. Here is the title. Tell me what you think. Should we or should we not? Ready? Evaluation of Learning Teams versus Root Cause Analysis for Incident Investigation in a Large UK National Health Service Hospital. Hey everybody, welcome to the Pre-Accident Investigations uh, Podcast. I almost said safety moment. What is wrong with me? Although that would be great because I'd only have to talk for a couple of minutes. And this one is a talky one, so be ready. Although you freaky people in the world like these talky ones. So I guess you don't get enough of the talking. But it seems like you would. But, but neither here nor there. I'm glad you're here. It is. Um, it is a really challenging time to be alive and I mean that in the less hyperbole sense of that you know the less drama sense of that and the more realistic sense of that it's it's man we've spent hours you and I talking about uncertainty and the world and what happens we've we've looked at VUCA situations you know remember that VUCA volatility uncertainty complexity and ambiguity and then the world just keeps giving us examples that we can actually think about. And what's so amazing is as these examples get larger and more serious and more frightening, they also, I think, help us understand at maybe the smaller level what we do in our organization. And I don't mean to to soften one and heighten the other. I don't mean that at all. It's just it's just amazing to me how much just just global uncertainty we're dealing with and and it's uh it's really a time to think about things like you know the, the there's been a lot of talk especially this this month because it's a it's a mental health awareness month and there's been a lot of talk recently in many 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 different forms i've been in around the connectedness between mental health and safety and really it's all about this notion of resilience and reliability and and how things work and and how they move and it's just it's just, it's just remarkable my heart is just heavy with pain for what's going on in the world and i worry i mean you must too it's it's scary and because it's scary, and part of the scariness is we don't really know what will happen next. And I guess we never do. And so we build capacities as nations, as continents, as as families, as cities, as towns, as provinces and states and, and, and prefectures. I mean, we build these capacities for these very uncertainties, and it's it's an interesting, it's just a, I almost called it an interesting experiment, but it's not an experiment, and maybe that's the part that's got me so freaked out. Is this this is this is not a drill. This is real, and it's having impacts at almost every level of operations, and you see it all the time. One of the things that I think is vital is sort of this idea of checking in on one another. And and really listening carefully, because I think the in the spirit of sort of humility, of, of listening with an open mind, um, Edgar Schein calls it humble inquiry, that's, I think, probably going to be one of the most important parts for us in coping with what's happening from every level. It certainly is a big part of understanding the whole worker and the mental health potentials that exist here as well. It's 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 huge. It's giant. The other thing I would share, because it comes out of sort of the VUCA thing, is that we have to be open and really actively gather diverse ideas. Because one of the problems that we're dealing with now is as we remove diversity of thought, then we sort of get monocolored we we sort of everything is one color and we're missing sort of the complexities and the interrelatedness that exists in the world as normal and that's a big part of what's happening one of the things that's coming out of this and I'll just speak to it squarely i think we should have a long discussion about it is that this is really helping us understand that complexity is very, very, very important for us to realize that it exists. And that the idea that we can remove complexity and make everything really simple, you know, it's either yes or no, black or white, that's hard. And that what complexity says is that there there are many, many, many components that come together, and if you push on one, it's going to have an impact we just don't know where. How's that? I don't want to sound depressing. I mean, the last thing I want to do is depress you. I mean, who wants to be depressed? But the world is giving us much uncertainty, and we must tap into our reservoirs of recoverability to just move forward. And so keep doing it. Don't stop. Pay attention to each other. Be kind and listen. That's going to be a big part of what we talk about. And it's a huge part of where the podcast goes. I'm pretty psyched about today's podcast. Um, I don't really do this very often because this isn't a venue where I think about doing that. But I, I really wanted to go through a, a, an article that was published recently around this notion of learning teams and the analysis they did in comparing learning teams to traditional root cause analysis. And there are good and bad things about both. there's uh, this is probably not the place to have these single sided debates. <laughs> Funny, I just talked about that earlier. But I do think this is really one of the first academically created papers that's evidence based, that's uh, got a methodology. it's got it's got all the stuff you want an academic paper to have. And it really does actually come up with some pretty interesting results. And that, I think, is vital to uh, where we go. And I'll cut to the chase. I don't think you're going to be surprised by the result. I think you're going to be happily reinforced by the result. And it may actually give you some evidence by which you can use to actually help change your organization wherever you're located and whatever you do to actually engaging workers a lot more in problem identification and solution generation, which is ultimately the goal anyway. I mean, that, that's where we go anyway. So that's what we'll talk about today. I think you'll find this discussion to be pretty interesting. It, it's it's a pretty interesting discussion. It's really a pretty good paper. And, and I'll give you the citations for it so you can go out and write it. Uh, or read it. You don't have to write it. It's already been written. That would be some kind of Freudian slip that you just heard right there. You can go out and read it and look for yourself. Because you always want to do that. Don't trust me. I mean, ugh. I'm the last person you want to trust for this. But I do want to kind of review some stuff in this paper for you. So without any further ado, let's do a little, not a deep dive, because deep dives sound scary to me, especially if you're out driving or jogging or having dinner or whatever you're doing. Let's do kind of a medium dive into this paper. And I'll point out some things that I think are highlights. They certainly um, grabbed my attention, and maybe it'll uh, entice you so that you'll actually pull the paper up and read the entire thing. How about that? So without any further ado, let's go to school. So in case you missed it, the title of the uh, journal article is Evaluation of Learning Teams versus Root Cause Analysis for Incident Investigations in a Large United Kingdom National Health Service Hospital. And the uh, studies author is Tim Robbins, with Stephen Tipper, at all. There's a whole bunch of other people, Justin King, and some docs. There's quite a there's quite a gang of authors. Let's, in fact, let's count them: one, two, three, four, five. It looks like six authors. So it should be quite doable to get, and not incredibly difficult to get, because uh, you can kind of just search and it's out. So it's it's in the public. So you don't have to actually subscribe to the, uh, as I understand it, I should I should put a little uh, caveat in there, but you don't have to subscribe to the journal to get it. And that makes sense because it comes through the National Health Service. So th- that would make sense. One of the interesting things before we go on much further is that it's often difficult to get studies of peer-reviewed academic nature for things that are hard to fund and it 's relatively hard to fund things like investigation of failures in hospitals, partially because hospitals are really interesting places where um i mean not to not to make light of it, but uh, they people often go there and die, and so the idea of actually investigating is really a function that 's more structurally submitted in things like a national healthcare system than it would be in a, a non-national healthcare system because mostly things like that happen because it's a hospital. And so this study is really interesting, and, and it, it was done in uh, 2018, which is pretty normal as well. It's going to take a while to publish a study like this, get it peer-reviewed, find a journal for it. And also, um, the last couple of years have been a little bit nutty. And so if you're in the healthcare industry, and many of you are, I know that, uh, you've probably been overcome by other events, like, a, I don't know, a global pandemic that's taken pretty much all the oxygen in the room and every resource that's known to man. So it it makes sense to me that the study was done when it was done, and and the way it was done. It, it's a super interesting study, and part of it is is that it makes the case in its introduction, and this is actually pretty interesting, is that... There are lots and lots of events that happen. And in fact, they were able to sort of count them through their, their event tracking system that they use. And they determined that, in fact, the number of events that happened in that 2018-2019, just the number of events alone, if if all the significant ones were investigated, that would mean there are 5.42 active investigations every hour of every day of that year going on. And so the case they made, and it's a pretty interesting case, is that this is a tremendous resource use. And that because the resource investment is so high and the importance of it is so significant, that we might as well do it well. We should probably do it more effectively. And so that's the case they made. And then they talked about the fact that the outcome of investigations, and this is kind of what they measured, so this is going to be a part of it, usually was some kind of corrective action. And they're going to talk more in the method part of this, of what that means to them in a research sense. But so far, so good. We do lots of investigations. They cost lots of money. They always point to some kind of system operational uh, upset, something happened, and they generally end with some kind of corrective action recommendation that moves forward. Now, they're not talking about effectiveness of corrective action. That would be a different study. They're talking about the number of corrective actions that are actually generated. And, And so that's worth looking at. And the way they did this is through their method. And so their method is, is is pretty interesting. And we should talk about this method because it makes a difference. And so what they did is they looked at 22 events. So when you hear academics talk about this, you know, this is how academics talk about it. They'll say, what's the N of the study? And N is 22. They looked at 22 events and they looked at them and they they were able to select these based upon event type, event location, resource availability, sort of level of importance, you know, they had a, a some characteristics set out. This is all in the study, you can actually look at it. And they picked these 22 events and then what they did is they ran parallel learning teams and root cause analysis activities. Same time parallel And they actually were able to look at, compare and contrast, those events for the same event. So those analysis tools for the same event. Maybe that's a better way to say that. And they looked at the um, sort of the actions that were assigned, the corrective actions that were assigned. And that's what they're going to count. And that's what they're going to do their more statistical analysis on. Although I would suggest this This seems like kind of a hybrid study of both the qualitative, sort of how's it feel, and the quantitative, how can you measure it? And they've done, I think, quite a noble job of sort of combining them both, which is important because that makes people feel happy. Then they analyzed those corrective actions based upon, and this is very, very common, some. Interviews and they so that, so they set up interviewers who were good at doing these interviews, and that would be consistent throughout all 22 events. And then they asked them a set of interview questions that had been normalized for the study, so they have these questions available, and everybody gets the same load of hay. And that is how they drew their analysis and how they get to the data set they used to actually create this. Um, this study right and so that's what happens and here are um the results even though you probably shouldn't talk about the results before you talk about the study let's do it anyway because i, I want to cut to the chase there's I'm nothing if it if i'm not immediately satisfied with stuff i want immediate satisfaction right of the 22 analysis events that they looked at right the parallel analysis methods, the root cause analysis and the learning team, generated a total of 275 actions. Okay? So that's probably pretty good. I've never actually looked at an investigation and thought how many actions does this generate. I, I haven't thought to count them, but they did. And and they were looking for something to measure, and so they found it. What's interesting is that the RCA created 101 actions. The learning team created 174 actions. That's interesting because that's a difference just in the number of corrective actions. But here's where it gets more interesting, and this is kind of what the study talks about. The RCA of the 101 actions, about 30% were system-focused. In the learning team, of the 174 actions, 57% of them were system focused. And that takes us into a really interesting discussion on what happens next. Now, the paper you're going to see does a really excellent job of defining what root cause analysis is and defining what learning teams are. And I think that's pretty cool. There's a couple things that I'd point out. I'm I'm not going to go through that completely for you because that would be a long thing. and, And you can read it if you know. But I'm guessing you know what an RCA is. And I'm guessing you've got a pretty good handle on what a learning team is, right? They do say that there's a general assumption with root cause analysis that the system as a whole is well designed. And that that is really important to consider when you look at the way they use the investigation tools. Whereas in learning teams, there's actually a general belief that what they want to talk about are the conditions present that existed in order for the failure to have the outcome it has, which doesn't really make an assumption that the system's right or the workers are right, it makes an assumption that actually we know there will be weaknesses, latent conditions that exist in that system, and we want to try to identify those as effectively as we can. They come up with um, – it looks like – it doesn't look like I'm just – I'm acting like I'm not looking at it, so so you think I'm just saying all this from memory. They come up with five themes, and the themes are are pretty important. The first – thing and, and the themes are uh, personnel, the content of the discussion – the culture of the organization the challenges that come out of the analysis of the of the the event investigation process and then variation in output those are the themes they talk about and they start with this idea of of the personnel involved in the event and they're going to make a case and it's pretty interesting that what they observed is that rcas root cause analysis are by definition different to the hierarchical structure of the organization. So they use that hierarchical structure and they're actually exclusive to that structure and kind of non-collective in nature. So they understand the, the organization's org chart. They assume, remember they assume that the system is pretty much functioning. The system's not the problem. And so therefore, the org chart clearly can't be the problem. And because they're different, they respect that org chart. They use that org chart by which to have the investigation happen to include who they talk to, who they give the results to. You've been through a root cause analysis, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. That in fact, the outcome of a root cause analysis is always probably going to be non-collective, and pretty exclusive. Whereas they learned in this first theme that a learning team is by definition designed to be inclusive and does not assume <clears throat> that either the people or the system are correct. And therefore, because it's designed to be inclusive, it is much more collective in the way it gathers data. So it can gather data from... Um, Almost anywhere. So whereas a root cause analysis is probably going to look down and in, and these aren't derogatory terms. I mean that's that's what we do is we look down and into the event. A learning team is probably gonna look much more up and out. It's gonna look much wider. And that's an important part of that first theme. The second theme, when they talk about the content of the discussion, and you're gonna start seeing these things come together, which is kind of what these papers do, is that A a learning team, by definition, in the language they use to discuss things like patient safety, because that's what they're looking at, right? The content of those discussions is much more based upon sort of the patient's journey through the organization. So they're... They're much more interested in the wider context of what happened to the patient and other patients like that patient. And so there's definitely much more discussion in a learning team around normal work, normal events normal like what would this look like had it not failed what is the journey for any patient not this specific patient through this what's supposed to happen and then by recognizing what's supposed to happen then that helps them sort of have a diving board my words not theirs to actually move into this discussion much detailed with different levels of detail whereas the rca itself the content of discussion is much more specific to the actions and events involving that patient with that staff with that doc and it actually by definition narrows the context now they've done a really really good job of not making these words judgmentally i'm i'm worried when you listen to me that it may sound like um I'm I'm giving one <clears throat> uh, the benefit of the doubt and the other I'm being hyper harsh on. I, I don't mean to. And that's one of the reasons why this paper would be an interesting read to you as well. That takes us to the third team, the theme, sorry, or team, but let's go with theme, which is the idea of culture. And what's interesting is that what they found in their interview questions after the analysis of these 22, they're going to compare and contest these 22, is that the learning team was described by the members of the team as supportive and open with barriers being released, creating a culture to learn. And that, in fact, the workforce felt safer in actually giving the truth as they know it. Whereas the root cause analysis focused much more on Blame and mistake and the individual staff member or individual participants, and it tended to be much more emotional and less open. Um, In fact, they said the only voice that seemed to matter, and this is from their analysis, from their interviews, was that the loudest and most senior voice got the last word on the investigation. When they talk about the fourth theme, the challenges, what they talk about is that it it was really difficult with learning teams to actually suit every incident, and that learning teams really should be considered as a single tool within a wider range of options, which, uh, speaking editorially, and I'm trying not to, could not agree with more. I mean... Think of Learning Team as a tool that helps you quickly gather context information, which is what the paper says, and that it, it sort of has the advantage of familiarity, and it moves people to be more inclusive in their discussion, and you get more data quickly. So they take a while, and you have to ensure the right people are in the room, and you're probably going to add people as the team progresses. And that's one of the challenges that they talk about. There were also challenges around a classic root cause analysis that um, these were seen as much more directive and oftentimes caused difficulties with team dynamics. Um, And that probably makes sense as well. To overcome these challenges, learning teams were sort of wider organizational communication tools where understanding and context was essential. And that sometimes is difficult to achieve in uh, an organization that has a strong hierarchical uh, context or a lot of structure, a lot of power in that system. And then lastly, their fifth theme is that they absolutely give different outputs. There's a variation in the output that an RCA gives you a different work product than a learning team does and that makes sense i mean i think that that's actually kind of a brilliant observation which is what this paper does a nice job of and it goes on to say that the learning team outputs were typically generated from sort of the coal face out from where the work is done out whereas in the rcas they almost always Looked at the coal face in. And so, wider involvement and identifying actions really had an interesting impact on the implementation and the overall root cause analysis outcomes that they created. Root cause analysis really focuses on specific incidents, specific causes, and the It oftentimes, well, let me just read the quote. One interviewee described it this way. The worst case scenario in an RCA is if there were a hundred ways something could go wrong and we only fix one of them as a result of the RCA. We could do a perfect investigation and get the exact specific reason for the incident and solve it, but we don't fix the other 99 things that go on and will continue to happen tomorrow or next week. Ultimately, the paper really talks about the impact that this learning method has on the organization. And what it says is that healthcare organizations put a significant amount of resource behind incident reporting and investigation to best use these resources that we should understand the difference between a learning team and an RCA and that learning teams are highly collective often create a blame free environment and includes people that may not have been involved in the specific incident but have expertise in what happened learning teams tend to focus on systems problems unlike RCA's root cause analysis that usually focus on staff or performance problems. That is a very, very important part of this discussion. And it's a huge part of this paper. And what it does, I think, is it's not earth-shattering, but I'm not sure a peer-reviewed journal article is supposed to be earth-shattering. But what it does do is help us understand the varying nature we have and how important the way we learn is to what we learn. As we say all the time, how leaders respond to failure matters. The tools we use to investigate make a giant difference. And this paper, the Evaluation of Learning Teams versus Root Cause Analysis for Incident Investigation in a Large UK National Health Service Hospital is a pretty good place to think about it. That's the pod. What do you think? I'm glad I got to share that with you guys. I think that was worth our time. I mean, I had to do a little homework and stuff and read and make notes. It was kind of a big deal. But I think it's worth it. Because I think that is a very important piece of scholarly work that kind of begins the discussion around something that we always sort of had a hunch was a good way to do it, right? Or a different way to do it. Not not necessarily bad or good, a different way to do it. Now we've got some data around it. So that's the pod for today. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Learn something new every single day. Bet you did today. Hmm. Pretty big day, right? Take care of each other. Be kind to each other. Check in on one another. And let's hope we make it through this. I I I I hope for the best. I'm taxing my capacity, but I'm hoping for the best. And until then, my friends, be safe.